Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks. We're two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who knows how to write with a ballpoint banana. It's Frank. How are you today? I am doing just fine. Just fine considering the sharks. Oh, well, they explode. They, you know they, that, right? Yeah, I, I, I learned that the hard way. Yeah. Let me you tell know, you. I, I assume you're talking about just like the summer beach sharks, you know, not. Oh, yeah. Not, oh, yeah. You know, which don't explode, yeah. but some sharks do. Yes, uh, some do. Some do. And, and really, above all, I I appreciate the nobility of the almost human porpoise. That's it's really the porpoise that saves you. You could talk about shark repellent bat spray all you want, Frank, but you know that it's the nobility of the porpoise that really saves your butt from That's, time to that time. That is absolutely correct. I have long, long felt that way. Indeed. Sometimes I feel that a, a good tasty beer saves my life, Frank. Uh can you uh can you speak to about which one you're drinking this yeah, evening? Yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying I'm enjoying a good old left hand nitro milk stout. It is. Oh, I you love your milk stouts in the middle of the warm weather. It's I perfect. love a milk stout. Yeah, my my. I think I told you this off mic last mm-hmm. week. But yes, my wife, my wife went uh, to the supermarket, came back, she wanted to grab me a beer, and she said, "I didn't really know what you would like from what they had, but I know that you weirdly like to drink stouts even in the summer. So here you go." Um, yeah. So so there you go. And and weirdly, this one uh, is still in St. Patrick's Day uh, packaging, which uh, I guess that was what they still had on the shelves for some reason. But mm. um, yeah. Yeah, you're smart, maybe smart to drink that one quickly. Then. Yeah, yeah, this is the last one of the bunch. Uh, but this is, I gotta say, this is just, this is my one of my absolute favorite stouts. Like, it's its a go-to for me because I, the nitro uh, factor makes it nice and smooth, and it's got this really nice, uh, and it's a milk step aside, so it's smooth from that, and it's just, it's kind of got a mocha sort of flavor to it. Uh, I love it. It's one of my favorites. So, left-hand nitro milk stout. Love it. What are you drinking? Um, well, you'll be happy to know that I finally ran out of all the beer that I've been drinking oh, for the good. past gosh knows how many weeks. Um, and so I went to a new liquor store um, and I was like, let's see what they have available. And they had sections and sections of sections that would like you pick six, pick six, pick six is nice. good. Let's do that. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is where I gain all my money back. All yeah. right, here we go. <laughs> so um so uh so I did so I so I got twelve different I got twelve different beers. So I got awesome. I got a whole summer of I got a whole summer of different beer uh ahead of me. And so right today, the first one I am drinking a Piccolodian 
which is a cucumber ghost ale from the Foolproof Brewing Company. Wow. Um, yeah, I know. I went I went all I mean, I've been drinking the same thing for so long that I'm like, I need new things. It, it was time to change things up. And I'm but you it sounds like you really changed up. So pick a Lodian from Foolproof. Okay. This yeah, is so a foolproof is in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, mm-hmm. which is uh which is relatively near me. Um in if I'm if I'm living in Texas, it's really close to me. If I'm living in Rhode Island, it's like kind of close <laughs> to me, but maybe a too long of a trip, you know. Sure. Like that's yeah. Um so uh it, it is I mean it's a ghost, so it's very light. Um it's only a, it's a five percent. Um so it is really not it's really not huge, but it is it basically tastes like cucumber juice. Yeah, it's a like cucumber ghost. I've never, I've never. That's an interesting combination of like a sour it's, with a. With it's cucumber? not really sour. It's really. Okay. It leans more heavily into the cucumber. Okay, but it, it's it it's it feels or it tastes like a beer that I would have at brunch. Uh huh. Uh huh. You know, um, you know, it's like, oh, you're having a mimosa. Oh, you're having a bloody mary. Give me the piccolodia. Gotcha. You know, like that's what it. You know, that's what it tastes like to me. And it is delicious. So it's called Piccolodium, but it's cucumber. So it, it does it taste like pickled cucumber or does it taste like fresh cucumber? When you say pickled cucumber. Pickles. You, you, pick, you mean just pickles? Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Mm. You know, it does kind of taste like, it tastes like um, fresh pickled cucumbers okay so fresh pickles like i'm like homemade like or i got these at the farm stand sure and they're like barely pickles they're mostly cucumbers that's what it tastes got it. like got it so okay okay i guess that makes sense because a ghost is is a sour ale usually so i guess the sourness from the beer and then the the freshness from the cucumber probably nets out in this and it's and from what you're saying it sounds like it's mostly cucumbers so Correct. Yeah, and it, you're right though. It kind of the the sour of the ghost and then the the freshness of the cucumber kind of net together and create a slight pickleish beer. Interesting. Um, I love it. It's really good. I've never had it before. Um, if you're not into cucumbers or pickles, then I definitely would not recommend mm. it because it definitely tastes like it declares. You know how like sometimes you get a beer and it's like chocolate this and like something like, like yeah chocolate about this. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, this is de- definitely as advertised. Got it. Wow, I am I am intrigued, and I'm gonna see if I can find this. Yeah, you know, I don't know how far up, or I don't know where, um, f- how far foolproof goes from its home from its homestead. So yeah. I'm not. I don't know if you can get it. We'll find um, out. I don't know if you can get it in New Hampshire. We'll see. Yeah, you will have to find out. But yes, I do recommend it's. If you don't like sour things, but you like pickles or cucumbers, fear not. It's not very sour. Okay. Like, if I didn't know that ghosts were supposed to be sour, I wouldn't even know. Got it. Okay. Okay. That's how unsour it is. Well, I'm 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 definitely interested, and so I will I will see if I can I'll see if I can't find it uh, anywhere. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. Not just pickles. Uh, we're here to talk about penguins. Oh yeah, no, we're here to talk about P and Gwyn specifically. Ah, Frank. yes, yeah. No, Frank, I had this idea. Um, like, what if we, what if we said we we love segments or we love series yes. in Beer with Geeks, right? You know, so like, what what new series can we do? We love superheroes. We like movies. We like superhero movies together, but we also love 
chronological order, Frank. So what if we went back in time? <laughs> what if we went back in time? <laughs> and, um, and we call the segment Superhero Slapback. And uh, we go back and look at and we watch every superhero movie. Um, some we can skip if we want to, because why the heck not? It's our segment. It's our show. We do what we want. Um, sorry, Steel with Shaq. I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Based don't on know what's what happening in what's happening on TV these days, we might want to watch Steel. I do kind of want to watch it. Yeah. So we have to be a little judicious about what counts as a superhero movie and what doesn't, you know, because like, could you count Robocop as a superhero movie? Probably, but it's not really, it's not really a superhero. Interesting. He's a, he's a police officer. So, which is different. So like, we're going to have to, we're going to have to play with the rules a little bit. Um, But um, superhero slapback, we're going back in time, back in time. And um, we're going to start with Batman 66 starring Adam West and Burt Ward. Um, I thought about going all the way back to the serials or like Superman versus the Mole Man or something uh, yeah, like that. Yeah. But then again, that really, we get into what counts as a superhero movie. Right. Like, do you count TV movies? Because then we have to watch Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, starring gosh. David Hasselhoff. Ugh. Like, yeah, that's that's Don't, too much. Yeah, like yeah, we, then can, we gotta watch Japanese Spider Man. Like then that's just, mm-hmm. there's just yeah, too we're much. we're just getting we're getting it gets a little. Then it's just you're just covering every soup, piece of superhero content that's ever come out, right? And so when I say we're just going to be judicious about this, like we're going to pick and choose what we want, but we'll cover the big ones. Um, but if anybody wants us to actually cover one specifically, make sure to tweet at us at Beer with Geeks uh, on Twitter or write in at beerwithgeeks at gmail.com and we will make sure to cover that movie because yes indeed I will make Frank watch the Matt Salinger Captain America from 1990 um, because that was released in theaters and that one counts that's superhero fare. Are we going to do the Roger Corman Fantastic Four? Because I oh, want to do can. the Roger. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> I want to do that. We totally can. I, I, yeah. really, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let let's count. We gotta. We have to watch the bad stuff to appreciate the good stuff. That's right. You know, That's like because right. the part of watching, st- you know, movies chronologically is to really uh, see where you've been to appreciate where you are now. Right. And I just don't think you can appreciate Avengers Endgame without watching Roger Corman's Fantastic Four or the Salinger Captain America, or in some ways, um. Yeah, ooh, see now, so like if we go back to TV movies, this is interesting. Do we cover the Lou Ferrigno um, Hulk movies? Because after the Hulk TV series, he did. there were a couple of TV movies. So where it had like, um, it had Thor oh. played by, um, oh my gosh, um, what's his name? The guy who played Kingpin, uh, the guy who played Kingpin in Daredevil. Um, D'Onofrio? Not Michael Cook. Yeah, Den- yeah, yeah, yeah. D'Onofrio. He played Thor? Yeah, look, yeah, he played Thor Are you in serious? the serious? I didn't movie. know about this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he was bulked. He was jacked. Um, you know, and John Rice Davies actually played the Kingpin in another one. And so, um and, and so that was supposed to be a Daredevil spin-off, but he's in like the all black suit without the DD. So you're looking at D'Onofrio. I you, am. I used my one look up because I needed to see it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's yeah, wild. See, 
It is wild. So, again, we'll pick and choose. Maybe we'll just pick one of those. Or, you know what, you can watch that one and I'll watch the Daredevil sure. one. And, you know, like, whatever. That's all stuff off off mic that we can talk about at a different sure. time. Let's talk about Batman 66. So, this was, this was a movie that was supposed to come out before the first season of Batman the show on TV but they like messed up the scheduling or something happened and it ended up getting released between seasons one and two. Um, and it was in theaters. We Neither Frank and I were alive to, to watch it then, but we certainly watched it as children. Do you remember watching it for the first time as a kid? Sure do. Oh, tell me about that. Experience. Sure do. I, I borrowed it from my local library on VHS, uh, on VHS tape. And, uh, yeah, I, I, my, my dad was like excited for me to see it, and uh, I was just, I, I loved it. I was enraptured by it. It was, I, I, I was probably like around ten, give or take a couple of years, let's say, somewhere between like seven and ten or around there, and it was just the perfect the perfect age for me to see that movie. And like, I was bought in the stakes were high. The, the villains were, were, there was enough. They were, they were like, they were all interesting and they were teaming up. And it was, uh, I was very, very in, I was not much of a Batman fan at this point. I had seen some episodes of the animated series. Yeah. I had seen some episodes of the animated series by this point, but not a lot. I hadn't seen any Batman movies yet. Um, I don't think, but I had like some action figures and had seen the cartoons. And then I saw this movie and I was like, this is cool. This is fun. I love this. Um, yeah, that I, I, that was my, that was my first exposure to it. But what, what do you remember? Um, I don't remember watching it for the first time. I, I know that my parents were also excited to have us watch it. But uh, um, because my they both watched it growing up themselves. Uh, my dad also was especially excited to to ha- to have us watch it. Um, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, but we had it taped off of TV. Um, and so there were no commercials. I don't know how that happened, but we had it taped off of TV with no commercials. Like I don't know if people like, it, but it didn't commercial break and skip. It was just clean like did oh. we have like a was like, it from like we HBO have a premium or channel right no i don't know i have no idea because this was early 90s so i don't think so but um late 80s early 90s and um and uh but we didn't have but the it didn't have the ending um and oh, so right. you were yeah i've told you the story you told me i think the story. i've said it on i think i've told it on on air before but it like it goes all the way through the whole movie until um you know batman brings back you know batman brings back the the de- the like the united delegation and they all talking in different voices and then it basically stops like from there <laughs> it like cuts out so you miss like the last 2 minutes of the movie which granted is nothing but batman and robin going let's go out the window yeah messed up <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like we actually boo booed a lot, so let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. the end of the movie, which is hilarious. Oh my gosh! Um, but um, but yeah, that that was it. And so I also loved it. I I specifically remember thinking actually that you know the 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 restaurant that all the villains hide out in the octopus scene, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. So and and so Miss Kitka 
goes and she like walks in and they're all like ta- everyone's talking and smoking and everything like that. And I have a distinct memory of thinking like, oh, that's like the restaurant we go to at home because it oh. was always well, this was back in the day when you could smoke in restaurants. Okay. Okay. And like I remember, I don't know about you, but I remember pre like like um cigarette segregation. Okay. Where like you could like there was like a room for smoking and a room yeah, for not smoking. smoking section. You know, miss- yeah. Right, Mrs. Doubtfire, smoking, you know, like, like that, that yes. whole thing. Um, and so, um, yeah, sorry, I get to weep into the, um, <laughs> um, but I remember like we went to, we used to go to this restaurant, it was called Yvette's and it was like this, like not, it wasn't a dive, it was just an old, like, it was just an old diner. Got it. Like style restaurant, but everyone smoked in there. Mm-hmm. And so I remember like thinking like, oh, that's just like Yvette's. I know that sound. I know that smell. And so like weirdly, like that movie was very comforting because it was like I recognize parts of it. I grew up I grew up in a like a shipping city and so or a, a fisherman city. So like like all the docks and Batman running around at the like all that was very familiar yeah, to me. Okay. As like a four year old, five year old kid. So I I just thought it was the I just thought it was the best. And of course like didn't know it was a joke mm, you know mm-hmm. you, like you know when we never know that we you didn't know as it was a joke as a kid it was deadly serious it was deadly serious uh, i had no idea it was a joke mm-hmm. um do you um do you have a favorite segment of the movie that you watch and you're like this is the good bit right here this is my favorite um it's like act one um uh you know like like the the shark repellent the helicopter the some days you just can't get rid of a bomb like that that stuff is that is my those are my like all those gags that stuff is primo for me uh it's so that's those are those are the bits um that i think of most fondly like the first the first like third of the movie or so is is really i think the the bomb is the act two i would say though like that's pretty that's pretty far into the movie fair fair enough fair enough maybe that one's an outlier but but definitely all the all the stuff at the beginning when they're figuring out who's behind this right like Mm -hmm. when it just seems like random acts of terror are happening and batman and robin are trying to figure out who but before they they solve the riddles and figure out like you know a canary with a machine gun and all that stuff Mm -hmm. yeah i agree i think the first act the first act of the movie is the strongest I think once you get into the Miss Kitka romance mm. part, like, you know, when they're like in a carriage and Alfred's like driving the Batmobile, but he's wearing his little domino mask. Yes. And like, no one would recognize me. Like, that's where I think the movie really actually loses steam. And it's really hard to recover from that moment. It does lose some energy. It's, it's not exactly breakneck because like the first five minutes is just like the helicopter, like the Batcopter, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. just flying around L.A. or whatever. But um, uh, but the um, sorry, Gotham City. My apologies. Yeah, please. Yeah, but um, I I just but I I do think that it, it does kind of lose steam at that point. But I think that it's like it's the jokes are nonstop. Yeah, you know from from start to finish. That's absolutely um, correct. Yeah. Yep. And I, 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 I think all of that. I think it's great between Commodore Schmidt, not Commodore Schmidt Lab, but yeah, Commodore Schmidt Commodore Lab, Schmidt. where he's just like, like the guy is outside, like splashing outside his room, like splashing with, oh with, uh, with the flippers. This is great. I this want great to be stuff. Commodore Schmidt Lab for Halloween one year. I really, really do. I, I, do you want to be Commodore Schmidt Lab or do you want to be the Penguin being Commodore Schmidt Lab? Uh, yeah, I probably want to be the Penguin being Commodore Schmidt Lab. Truth yeah. be told. I was a henchman last year. 
I I bought uh from the uh, you know the Bat Labels uh Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Yep. They have like an Etsy shop and they sell the henchman shirt. Um so henchman t-shirt and uh and a black cap and I was all set. I was a henchman. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I love that. Um do you have I this is going to segment of Frank, do you have a favorite, you know, because I know that you love choosing things. I do. I love favorites. I have lots um, of them. We see this is the, like because the budget was bigger than the television show. We see a lot more bat gadgetry. Yes. Um. In this in this movie. So do you have a favorite bat gadget? You can't count the vehicles because that question's coming. But, okay. You know, like between all of the, like between all of the different stuff that he has in his belt. Like what is the mm. what's the thing that you love? I will also count stuff in the um. I will also count the stuff in the back cave. In the back cave. Um, you know, I I need to remind myself of some of them. I mean, there's there's like the bat um he's got like the bat okay, the bat shark repellent obviously is one. We've talked about mm-hmm. that. He's got the uh uh He's got that magnetic and, disruptor thingy. Yep. Um he's got the bazooka. Oh, you like know what the, I okay here's the bazooka what I, that shoots rainbows or whatever yeah I I love when he's looking for the bat shark repellent and there's like the whole like like the array yes. of other sprays manta ray repellent yes and like the anti-blast yeah, bat powder and like yeah uh, yeah <laughs> uh I, I love I love all of that stuff um that's probably the funniest the funniest gag to me is like that that mm-hmm. smattering of of things. There's obviously bat binoculars. Um uh yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with that that uh that wall of of sprays of repellents. The bat repellents. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm with you. That's the funniest. For, for some unknown reason, I really like the like magnetic disruptor thingy when the torpedoes are getting launched at them and he's like twisting things like bam when the torpedo goes in different directions. Sure. I just thought that was really cool as a kid and I don't really know why because it's just like a probably like a piece of like two by two or something like one by one that he's like holding in his hands with a little like screw and a knob but I just thought that was so cool. Um Something so small, yeah, so powerful. Uh, <laughs> what what about vehicles? Because we get, you know, obviously the Batmobile, which was in the show, the copter, the motorcycle, the boat. Like out of the out of those four, what's your jam? I mean, the Batmobile, the Batmobile, like the that that Batmobile is the freak is the coolest. Like that is probably one of my favorite Batmobiles, maybe my favorite Batmobile ever. Like I I love that really? car. I love that car. Yes, absolutely love that car. Uh, always have. I was more excited to see that car at any of the shows we've car, you know, cons we've been to where they had like the DeLorean and all these. Mm-hmm. I was more excited to see that Batmobile than any other Batmobile. Um, like it's it's the I think it's the cool. It's it's a classic classic older you know old car and and um, I'm trying to remember. I I I already used my one look up to look up to the Donofrio thing, but I might. You can use mine. It's okay. Because I, I want to I want to remember what car they modified to to create um, that. Um, it's not a t- it's not a T bird. No, it's something cheaper than that. Yeah, but it's a it is a it is an actual car that they modified and and turned into the Batmobile, and uh, oh, it is. I think okay. It's a it's a nineteen, it's a nineteen fifty five Lincoln Futura 
concept car. So it was not a real car, uh, but it was a Lincoln concept car from 1955. And then in 1966, they took it in and turned it into the Batmobile. So that's, that's fantastic. Wow. Batman's driving an old car, 10 I years know, old right? already. Yeah. Like psh, you're a millionaire. You're playboy millionaire, Come on, have, Bruce Wayne. Have some respect, Bruce. With your ascots. Have some respect. Yeah. Your ascots you and your ward. You can fly. Um, no. <laughs> um, your war your yes, indeed. Um, I think mine is actually the bat cycle. Oh. Um I I love the bat cycle. Like I loved the copter. The boat's cool. I've seen the boat in real life. It was at some con that I went to. I was to. with you for um, that. So yeah. yes, yeah. I think it was Rhode I Island. I think it was Rhode Island. Gone to. Um seeing the boat was very cool. Um, but the cop, uh, the um, cycle is my favorite, and I, I don't know if it, it's not necessarily because it's a motorcycle, but as a kid, I was fascinated by the sidecar because uh, I had never seen a sidecar on a motorcycle before, uh, and I was like, what an intriguing concept. But I just love the fins and the red, and I, it's like it just all works for me. Like it could be, um, like you could almost imagine that it can do like almost anything because it looks like it could fly or it, you know, it could anything like that. But I just love that. Like when they, the, they like pull the Batmobile over and they, in Commodore Schmid lab, AKA the penguin gases them. And they're like, Oh no. <laughs> and they fall over and he steals the Batmobile or whatever. And he drives away and they drove to a spot where the bat cop, where the bat cycle was. And I just like, I loved that. They were like, bam, new vehicle. Let's do this. And then they go like, it works for me in the in the movie. It works for me. Um, it it works for me like when the sidecar like cuts out and like goes and dry like you know it goes to the other side of the copter or whatever. All of that is so cool. And I remember an interview with Burt Ward where he was like, "That thing was horrifying because I was <laughs> jammed in with like my knees up here and like the thing would tip and it would go in any kind of direction. So like when he like ejects and goes to the side, he's like." could have like easily could have died Yikes. easily the way that that the way that thing is like there's no brakes you just gotta like hope it slows down when you need it to and like but i just thought that was the best bees knees no question um in terms of villains we get yeah catwoman penguin joker riddler were you drawn to one as a kid over other ones because this is lee merriweather right because um earth uh, not eartha kit um um, Julie Newmar was not available for the movie, right? Um, so, um, so they, so Lee Merriweather is Catwoman in the movie. My personal favorite Catwoman from from '66, from that sh- from that era. Um, but uh, but anyway, Lee Merriweather you... is your is your yeah, probably because she. I saw the movie before yeah. I saw the show, so she's mine as well. Um, she's my favorite Catwoman, and she probably is my favorite of the villains in this in this movie. Um, I would. As young as I was when I saw this, I think I had something of an awakening <laughs> when I saw when I saw Miss Kitka. I was like, "What is I want? I I want to I want to be her friend. Why yeah, right. Why do I want to be her friend? I don't understand it, but I do." Yep. Um, yep. So so that would probably be. Uh, but but truthfully, like that, I I do think she's uh, the most interesting of the of the villains um, here. So yeah, that that would yes is being my answer. What do, do you have a favorite among the villains? 
Um, out of those, but Penguin was my favorite out of these four. I just love Burgess Meredith's Penguin so much. He's so great. Like he's he's dastardly. He's actually intelligent, whereas like the rest of them maybe aren't. Like Riddler is like insane. Like he's just doing his own thing in the corner, and they're like he's like barely they're like barely contain the Riddler in here. And the Joker is weirdly curmudgeon-y like i always found caesar romero's joker like he laughs and stuff but he's like always kind of in a bad mood yeah where he's always like yeah <laughs> how old were you when you realized that they painted over caesar romero's mustache i was today years old yes what? look at no, a picture was, no <laughs> really no, i know oh, okay okay no i know what you're talking about um yeah because he it was his look that it was, was his signature look, look. So he wasn't so gonna shave it wanna... yeah um i I think it was in college, I think, when somebody was like, hey, did you know that, like, it painted over? I don't think I had given it much thought yeah, I, until I, when I was a kid. I don't know if I didn't notice it because I was watching it on a VHS, like, you know, a, That's a crappy it. resolution. I, we were watching it on a crappy resolution, and you just didn't notice things like that yeah. as they assumed you wouldn't. True. You know, back in 66, now you can notice everything from anything. Right. Right. So, yeah. 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 But it's, yeah, it's that, I think that's, that's hilarious. Frank Gorshin, Frank Gorshin's Riddler is a very, very close second for me behind, behind Catwoman. Uh, Totally. Just such a, such a talent. Like he was just all around talent. If you watch stuff for Frank Gorshin outside of Batman, but just, he was such a comedic talent at the time. Um, Um, He did a stand, he did a stand up routine on the Ed Sullivan show, the same ep- the same episode that the Beatles premiered. That's right. right. Yes. Yes, he did. Yep. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good one there. Gotcha. Good one there. I gotcha. He actually won an Emmy for playing the Riddler. Uh, right on. Um, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, it's excellent. I, I appreciate all of them. My favorite continues to be Burgess Meredith's Penguin. Even though the Penguin is not a Batman villain I'm innately drawn mm. to, uh, but in Batman 66... It's Burgess Meredith. Right on. He's my guy. Right on. Uh, uh, he's 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 great. He's great. I actually, this is funny. I get Burgess Meredith and Lee Merriweather's names confused because I'm like, well, Meredith, no, but Meredith is, sounds like a like it, it, that. Just the names are so similar to me in my brain. It's they're not actually that similar, but it, they take up the same brain space, and so I have to stop and think sometimes of which which one is the Penguin and which one is Catwoman. <laughs> I I am totally with you. Yeah. Um. Anything else you'd like to add about Batman 66? Uh, just that, um, oh, I, the, I mean, it's, it's, it was my first exposure to Adam West. Right. And so, so mm-hmm. it's just, I will, it will always have a special place in my heart because that is when I got, I got turned on to Adam West as Batman, his whole take on, on Bruce Wayne, on Batman, and and obviously the very very special place that that holds in in culture even to this day so that it will always mm-hmm. be very special to me for that for that reason no i'm i'm totally with you i think i if you've never seen it it's it's worth a watch for it's like for its moment in pop culture history and it's funny um, because it's literally pop art brought to screen right don't don't watch it being like this is bad like the point is that it's bad in that but it's not really bad it's funny like it's a big it's one big joke and that's the whole that's the whole point as kids you're like this is deadly serious right. but it's satire it's meant to be this the whole show mm-hmm. the movie and the and the series that followed were designed to be satire of the superhero genre of the silver age comics 
Um, mm-hmm. So look at it with that lens, and it is very funny. It's very self-referential, and it pokes fun at itself at the genre a lot. Absolutely, so and fun. I think as we get, as you know, with the so much superhero content out there now, like, and so much of it is deadly serious, you can go back to Batman 66, and still it makes fun of the very things that are being made post its creation. Yes. Um, so right. um, it is it, it is pretty wonderful that way. Um, so I am always ready for it to be over when it's over, though, because by the end you're like, man, that was... It's a lot. It's a lot of joking. <laughs> it's a lot of joking. You know? But it's only what eighty minutes or ninety minutes. It's it's relatively short. Yeah, it's not long. Yeah, but I get. No. I do get what you mean. I, that by the end you're like, okay, it's we've we it, we've had our time together, and now it's time for us to part ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Is the is there a joke in there that like it's not some days you can't get rid of a bomb or shark repellent bat spray? Is there a joke in there that like you love that doesn't get talked about a lot? Uh, the, the porpoise one that I said before, uh, the, the yes. nobility of the almost human porpoise, uh, and, and, uh, uh, the whole, uh, Robin untangling the riddle about who, who's behind all this stuff. Like a canary with a machine gun, mm-hmm. um, a riddle in the form of a joke, the joker, um, <laughs> like all, all that, that whole, that whole bit, but the canary with the machine gun is just the most like, what, how did you get there? Uh, I know. Uh, but that's the joke. That's right? that's the best. That's right. that's the joke. It's so good. Um, I love that. What no one, I, like I, I usually, I can't even always remember the joke, which is why I think I like it because it keeps surprising me. Is when their bat copter gets shot out of the sky and they land on a bunch of rubber mats in the middle of the street, and they're and Robin's like, "Oh, thank God, these rubber mats were here, Batman. Yes. <laughs> and otherwise, we would have been gone." <laughs> but that's exactly like that's Uh, exactly the kind of poking fun at itself right where it's just like these ridiculous days mm -hmm. ex machina things pop out of nowhere and they poke fun at them and then move on yep yeah it's all it's all good the tuba band music like the marching band music when batman's trying to get rid of the bomb gets stuck in my head more often than not that's the one (laughs) oh yeah i know the one (laughs) that's that's the one that's good stuff. Well, um, Frank, as always, thanks for being here. You can find us on BeerWithGeeks.com and ThoughtBubbleAudio.com to check out all the ThoughtBubble Audio shows. If you like what we do, Patreon.com slash ThoughtBubbleAudio to support the show just for as little as a dollar a month. Um, you can rate and review us on iTunes and find us all other places that podcasts can be found. Twitter at, at BeerWithGeeks, Gmail at BeerWithGeeks. Frank, is there any particular show or anything you would like to plug before uh, before we we part ways? I just want to I want to plug Academy Rewind because you guys are doing amazing, uh, covering some amazing films. You you're you're right now the 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 group of of films that you've been covering uh, decade after decade. You're in a really hot streak right now, so I'm really really enjoying some some classics you've been talking about. Thank you, thank you. I we are in a hot streak. Actually, there have been the um, the um, Godfather episode is coming up soon. Um, Lawrence of Arabia is on its way to kill a mockingbird. There's some really great stuff yeah. um, coming out there. If you want to hear Palmer and I talk about it on Academy Rewind, Frank, I'll replug you. Save me the Smallville anthology podcast. Frank is doing, to quote Kevin Smith, the Lord's work. <laughs> um, uh, in terms of a Smallville documentary series, going back to the beginning and taking a look at its formation, going all the way through to its um, its finale uh, over the course of a decade, it's it is truly primo content that you're pumping out there. Like n- not like the schlack 
a daisical thing that we do here on the Rinkies. <laughs> you know, where we're like, what are we talking about? Who cares? Let's just turn the microphone on. But um, you're doing excellent, excellent you. podcasting uh, on that show. So everyone should check that out. Um, thank you. Uh, you know, thank thank you. Thank you, Frank. Um, that's my low-key quote from You've Got Mail to wrap up this episode. Nice. Indeed. Well, thank you all. Uh, and until next time. Cheers. cheers.